0: Today's scripture lesson is found in Matthew, the 15th chapter, verses 21 through 28. Jesus left that place and went away to the district of Tyre and Sidon. Just then, a Canaanite woman from that region came out and started shouting, Have mercy on me, Lord, son of David. My daughter is tormented by a demon, but he did not answer her at all. And his disciples came and urged him saying, send her her away for she keeps shouting after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him saying, Lord, help me. He answered, it is not fair to take the children's food and throw it to the dogs. She said, yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, Woman, great is your faith. Let it be done for you as you wish. And her daughter was healed instantly. Word of God, word of life. Thanks be to God.
1: Be seated. Morning. In work break rooms all over Minnesota, including, by the way, the Mount Olivet staff break room, there's a platter with a little something left over. Right there on the platter, a little something, one eighth of a donut. A rational person might ask, how did someone even cut that donut so small? Who's hungry enough to go for that last stale crumb? And exactly how long is it going to stay on that platter in that same break room? Hours, days, weeks? Weeks? It's been documented that Minnesotans and perhaps other Midwesterners engage in a phenomenon called always eat, leave the last bite. Now, I'm not an expert in how this practice, practice has come to be, but I do wonder if at some level it stems from our belief that someone who is coming along next might be able to use that last fork full of cake or that last piece of dry cheese. The woman encountered by Jesus in our story this morning has an intuitive sense that God can do amazing things with just a little bit of something, and she claims her crumbs Every morsel and scrap that Jesus has up his sleeve. She is an unlikely character from an unlikely place to be teaching Jesus about anything. She's a woman. She's a Gentile. She's not a member of Jesus' Jewish tribe. She's not a focus for Jesus, at least in this point in his ministry She's from a place so very distant from rural Galilee, where Jesus has been ministering. She's a Canaanite. That's what she's labeled, a Canaanite, which is code for foreigner, outsider, even more enemy of Israel. And now, what's more, she's shouting at Jesus, demanding that he heal her daughter, claiming her small crumb of God's mercy and abundance, asserting that she is just as worthy of a miracle as those who were fed by the thousands with only five loaves and two fish. She is just as worthy as those who were never turned away, those who were never told to go home to fend for themselves, She knows there are baskets of leftovers, and she claims her share. There is one thing that she is so sure of that it might just break her heart, and that is this. If anything is offered by Jesus, if anything offered is good and true, it is good and true for her and for her daughter, too. This is the crumb of her faith, the crumb that she is holding on to for dear life, even, and I'm sure you noticed this, when Jesus initially gives her the silent treatment and then hurls an insult her way. I wonder how her words reverberated in Jesus' mind and heart. I wonder how she pushed him to look harder, to push farther, to see better, to widen his table. Sometimes I think we lose track of the spaciousness of the word faith. We throw the word around as if everyone who is anyone knows what we mean when we say she is a person of faith, or he is a person of faith, or they are a person of faith. And as Protestants and Lutherans, we can be extra complicit in this by equating faith with that which comes from our headspace, from books, from study, from instruction from increasing knowledge of the Bible, and these are all good things, by the way. But let's turn our attention to the crux of the Canaanite woman's faith. She is a mother who has likely had no instruction in the Jewish faith. She has had no proximity to the synagogue or to Jesus or to his teaching. It is her deep love of her daughter that is enough to convince her that if there is a God, and if God is merciful, then God's supply of mercy must be sufficient for all. She voices that faith, and she holds on to her ground, come what may. Lord, have mercy, she cries just as millions of Jews and Christians have cried over and over throughout the centuries. Just think about that for a minute. This foreign woman, this outsider, this supposed enemy of Israel has found in her own heart and her own voice the words taught to the early Christian church the words that we still sing and pray. We just sang those same words. Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy. God does wonders with the crumbs of the woman's faith, and whatever crumbs of faith we have to share with the world, the woman's persistence results in a cure for her daughter, yes, but it brings more. It brings about a series of signs and wonders as Jesus begins to minister to both Jews and Gentiles alike. Barbara Brown Taylor describes the moment this way. She says, One can almost hear the huge wheel of history turning as Jesus comes to a new understanding of who he is and what he has been called to do he begins from this point on to move toward those gentiles whose need of him and faith in him are apparent see god's purpose is always more expansive than we can imagine jesus is always ahead of us crossing boundaries into foreign territory encountering those who stretch the mission at hand, opening the world up to a fuller and fuller comprehension of what God's good news is all about. What do you believe about God and the world that breaks your heart? What questions keep you up at night? These are the crumbs of your faith. These are the imprints of God on your heart that you have inherited, or learned, or experienced, or just intuited through the work of the Holy Spirit. We might wonder if the crumbs of our faith will ever be enough. And the reality is that we may never experience a miracle quite like the one in our story today, even when we shake our fists at Jesus and demand a cure for the loves and losses of our lives. And yet, and still, the Canaanite woman speaks. The words of her faith are shared and received by Jesus The words of her faith become embodied in Jesus. The words of her faith move onward and outward and change the world in ways she could never have realized when she stood before him and pleaded, Lord, have mercy. The words of your faith are a gift to this church and to the world, too share them with others and receive others stories as blessing and invitation to whatever might be next see what god can do with crumbs amen